Last week we talked about Papua New Guinea and the work of a loving, powerful God in that beautiful nation. We reflected on how the devil came and attacked me personally and how the power of Jesus was able to save me, to save my life. We talked about the power of Jesus in bringing the people of Papua New Guinea to him. Well, it was a wonderful thing. This week we're going to change track just a little. We're going to talk about the occult here in Australia, in our Western culture. We're going to talk about witches, about wizards, about palm readers, stargazers, their impact on our culture, on our lives, through the media and various other outlets. I want you to hold on, be open, let Jesus touch your heart this morning. I pray this message will convict you. God bless you as you watch this today. Good morning and welcome back to this program. It really is the second part of last week's program where we looked at my experiences in Papua New Guinea. So I guess we could entitle it Angels and Demons Part 2. But before we go too further in this subject, I'd like to invite you to bow your heads as we ask Jesus, who is the great God of heaven, to be with us this morning. Dear God in heaven, Jesus, our Saviour, the Messiah of the world, We come before you this morning and we pray that your spirit will be in this church, that you will be, Lord, with the hearts and the ears and the eyes of those who are listening and watching, and that, Lord, that you'll work through my mind and my mouth to advance your message and your cause. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing our prayer and for being here this morning as we worship you in the name of Jesus. Amen. There are two forces at work in the universe. A lot of people scoff at the idea of supernatural forces that we can't see at work in the universe, at work in the world. But I want to tell you that it is a fact. There are two forces. They are at work and they are in the world. On one side we have Jesus Christ, who is light, who is the Messiah, who is the Saviour of the world. And this Jesus offers mankind salvation. And he does exist. On the other side, we have Satan. And he too exists. And before you hoo-ha this idea too much, and before you scoff it out of existence, I would advise and I would suggest that you be very careful. Because I'm a testament to the fact that these two forces are at work and they do exist because I have been confronted by both. And in recent times... If you were listening, if you were here in the church, listening to the program last week, you will have heard about my confrontation with the devil up in Papua New Guinea. It was a real confrontation. And you can come to me as much as you like and say the devil doesn't exist, the forces of darkness are are, are a non-event, and you can say it, you can use all the proof you like, you can use all the evidence you like. I know they do because I have experienced the devil and I have experienced darkness in my own life. And I can say the same thing about Jesus Christ. I experience him day by day. I've had Jesus Christ come into my life. I've had Jesus Christ turn my life upside down. And so there is no use you coming to me and saying that Jesus doesn't exist because the power of Jesus is at work in my life. And there's no use coming to me and saying Satan doesn't exist because as much as it gives me pain to say so, the power of Satan is at times unfortunately at work in my life as well. I want to tell you a little bit about these two forces this morning. Jesus and Satan have messengers, and they call these messengers angels. It's true. 
Satan has angels, has messengers, has servants who do his bidding here on the earth. And likewise, Jesus, who is the king of the universe, the great God of heaven, he too has messengers. He has servants that do his bidding. Now I want to tell you a little bit about both these messengers, both these servants that both Jesus and Satan have. Jesus' angels. Well, there are billions of them. Millions and billions, perhaps trillions of them, more than possibly a human being could ever count. These angels are not only messengers of Jesus, but they are sent to earth to do a particular job. And if you have your Bibles, I'd like to invite you to open them to Psalm chapter 91, Psalm chapter 91 verse 11, because the psalmist makes a statement about these messengers. Psalm chapter 91 verse 11, the Bible says, God will command his angels to protect you wherever you go. Now I can tell you many, many stories in my life about how Jesus has sent angels to protect me. One particular day I was with my brother. He was 17 years of age and had just received his licence, Queensland licence. I was 20 years of age and had a new car. And my brother, who had just got his peas, begged me to allow him to go for a drive in my car. And so we got in the car together, I let him take the driver's seat, and we went down the freeway for a drive. Well, foolishly, I said to my brother, Phil, Phil, let's see how quickly this car can go. And there's only a little old Honda Accord, a 1978 model. Well, he flattened it to the floor and I watched the needle climb from 100 to 120 to 140 to 160 kilometres an hour. Oh, we do some foolish, foolish things when we're young. As we got to 170 kilometres an hour, my car, with my brother driving it, we went across a bridge. The car drifted just ever so slightly out into the gravel. My brother was young. He was inexperienced. He overcorrected the, corrected the car. And at 170 kilometres an hour, the car went sideways down the road. It drifted across into the other lane. It was like, no, it wasn't like, The reality was an angel came down from heaven and leant up against that car because at 170 kilometres an hour that car should have turned over and over and it should have gone down the road rolling like a beer barrel. But an angel sent from God, Psalm 91 verse 11, God sends his angels to protect us. An angel sent from God leant up against that car and 170 kilometres an hour that car slid down the, down the road across into the other lane. There could have been a truck, there could have been other cars coming. There wasn't. Why not? Because the angel was there protecting us and he leant against that car and he kept it upright. It was a miracle. You had to be there, really, to believe it, to see it, but it was a miracle. Oh, my brother was shaken. Both of us were white as ghosts. He he was breathing hard. I was breathing hard. I said, quickly, because we'd ended up in the other lane. Drive over into the other lane. We need to get out in case a car or a truck comes and runs us over. As he went to drive off, the car went ka-clunk, ka-clunk, ka-clunk. There was a flat spot. As flat as the Nullarbor Plains in my tyre. And as we drove along, it was going ka-clunk, ka-clunk. I had to replace four tyres, small price, for God coming down. 
and saving my life. And many of you who are Christians know that many times God does step in and he does use his angels to protect and save our lives. But you know what? They're another type of angel that do not belong to God. There is another type of angel that, that does not have your good in their minds. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 describes these angels, describes their leader. When the Bible says again, be self-controlled and alert because your enemy, or if you want, your enemies, the devil and his dark angels prowl around like roaring lions looking to devour you. These angels have no other design, they have no other purpose than to go out and to make your life miserable, to cause you heartache, and if possible to destroy you, to even kill you. And if you were here last week, if you were watching on television the program from last week, you would have heard the story how I was confronted in Papua New Guinea, and by the way, not the first time. But I was confronted in Papua New Guinea by a demon who got his hands around my neck physically. This is why I say, don't come to me and tell me that these angels don't exist. I know they do. I've experienced it for myself. I'm telling you the truth. As God is my witness that while I was in Papua New Guinea just a few weeks ago, a demon angel came into my room and grabbed me around the neck and tried to cut my breath off and kill me. Because the Bible says that's what they're about. They're like, they're, they're like roaring lions, endeavouring to do nothing but destroy us. Jesus has some advice to those of us out in our society, in this world, who choose to listen and to follow demons. I want you to look at this text with me for a moment, and then I want to explain what it means. We're going to go to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10 to 12. And this is what it says. Don't try to use any kind. I want to read that to you again. Don't, don't, one more time. Don't try to use any kind of magic or witchcraft or to tell fortunes or to cast spells or to talk with the spirits of the dead. Verse 12, the Lord is disgusted with anyone who does these things. Don't, God says, don't talk to witches. He says, don't cast spells. God says, have nothing to do with magic, with things from darkness. God is, now listen to me, God is clearly against behaviour of people who are led by Satan or his demons. Now, what is God talking about? Well, I want, I want you to have a look just for a few moments at our culture, the Australian culture. Western culture, you can turn your televisions on almost any night of the week. And I'm here to tell you this morning that there is a tidal wave of the occult of witchcraft sweeping across Australia, sweeping across the Western world. It is a tidal wave and it is swamping anybody who happens to get caught in its path. What am I talking about? Turn your televisions on any night. Have a look at the programs that are being beamed into our lounge rooms through the commercial stations. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about programs like Medium, which is a program on television that deals with a person who has contact with the spirits, with the spirits of those who have died. 
I'm talking about another program on commercial television called Supernatural where two boys in a hotted up car in the United States of America wander from town to town fighting demons and, and demonic angels and, and things of darkness. And, and this, this is beamed into our, 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 our homes, into our lounge rooms. And it's called entertainment. I'm talking about men like John Edwards, who is a medium, who gathers people by the thousands and millions watch his show. By the thousands he gathers them into great amphitheatres right around the world. And then while they're witnessing, demon angels come to him and they tell him things about people in the audience that only they and their family know. For example, he may pick a woman from the audience and he'll say, and you've got to remember that this guy has in his ear supernatural being. It is a demonic evil angel. And he is ter- because these demonic uh, evil angels live in a, another stratosphere to us, they see everything. And he is, he, he'll pick a woman in the audience, he'll say, your name is Helen. And she'll go, yes, and this stuff is fair dinkum. This is not a charade. This is not a trick. It is a real thing. He has a demon in his ear and he'll say, your name is Helen. And she'll go, yes, it is. And he'll say, you've just lost your mother in death. And she'll start to cry. And she'll say, yes, I have. She, she died just two weeks ago of cancer. And, oh, well, I'm so sad. I'm devastated. He'll say, you and your mother were very close. Yes, we were very, we were very close. And he'll say, do you remember when you went on holidays ten years ago? And she'll go, yes. And he'll say, you went to Hawaii? And she'll go, yes, we, we did. We had a wonderful time. He'll say, well, your mother wants me to tell you that she's in a better place than Hawaii right now and she's okay and the girl, she's got tears streaming down her eyes and she's relieved to know her mother is still alive even though she's died, she's still alive and she's okay and this John Edwards brings comfort to people who are grieving but I want to tell you that it's comfort and it's painful for me to say this because I know that it's painful for some of you in this church and some of you watching on TV, it's painful to hear this but he's bringing comfort from demons And God says, have nothing to do with them. I can take you to the movies. Movies like Bewitched. Oh, what's wrong with that? It's a a comedy. It's a good laugh. God says, have nothing to do with witches and wizards and magic. Or I can take you to Harry Potter, which has taken the world by storm. I am stunned. And I'll stand here and I'll say it. It doesn't worry me what sort of criticism I'll come under for this because it's the truth. I am stunned that the world has been taken in by this story about a boy who is a wizard and has immersed himself in darkness in the occult. And I want to tell you, if you have those movies in your homes, if you have those books in your libraries, then you are in deep danger because it is a fact these spirits of darkness exist. They are in these programs and when you bring these books and when you bring these films into your home, you bring the very same demons that influenced and inspired them. You bring them into your homes and that is dangerous. And I could go on, but we don't have time. Lord of the Rings. I could go on about the games. We had Ouija boards a few years ago. I had a friend who was a teacher. They had a game, some of the young people at the high school where he was teaching, where they were levitating people up 
into the air and he rang me up, not sure whether this was a good or a bad thing. I said, what are they doing? And he explained what they were doing. I said, man, those kids are into it. They don't even realise it. They're into the occult and they're using demons to levitate their friends up into the air at school. And this is happening in some of our schools. It's real. And God said, avoid it. I could talk to you about rock music. Oh, I want to tell you this morning that rock music is inundated, is saturated, is full of the occult demons coming, influencing the authors of the music. Demons coming, possessing the musicians as they sing the music. Oh, rock music is full of the occult, of the influence of Satan's angels. As I said, it's a tidal wave. You don't know where to stop. I can go into a doctor's surgery like I was the other day. I can open up a woman's magazine. And there it is, full of advice from clairvoyants, from soothsayers, from palm readers, from stars gazers. All these people are caught in the occult, taking their advice, taking, taking their, their guidance in life from demons. It's the truth. Australians in the hundreds, perhaps the thousands, are visiting witches and wizards, clairvoyance, palm readers, stargazers. They're reading, they're visiting these people for advice on how to run their lives, making business decisions on the advice of people who are in contact with demons. It's a very serious, sobering thing. This morning, if you are caught in the occult, perhaps on television we have a witch or a wizard or a soothsayer or a clairvoyant, perhaps a palm reader watching, I want to tell you something. God, Jesus, loves you. Just because you are caught in darkness, just because you are hearing advice from these dark beings, does not mean that Jesus does not love you. He does. And you can escape, you can escape the claws of these demons. Because the Jesus I serve, and I'm a testimony to it, is far, far stronger than the demons. And before we finish this morning, I'm just going to share with you very briefly how you can escape the claws of these demons. But before I I, I go on, I just want to tell you that that there are two things that you need to be aware of if you are caught in this this morning. Number one, Jesus loves you. And number two, you are speaking to the dead. Now there's a problem with this, and I'll tell you why. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 5 and 6 says this, For the living... Listen to the Bible. Listen to the Bible. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward in this life. And even the memory of them is forgotten. Verse 6, their love, their hate, their jealousy have long since vanished. Never again will they have any part in anything under the sun. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 5 and 6, that the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. How can you talk to the dead if the dead are dead? They know nothing. 
You go on further, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10. Look at this, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For the grave where you are going, there is neither working. Look at this, the Bible says the grave where you are going, we will all end up in the grave sooner or later. The Bible says the grave where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. None of this in the grave. In fact, we've already looked in the previous program to this, that death is nothing more than an unconscious sleep. And if you die loving Jesus, praise God, One day he will come and wake you up It's called the second coming And you'll go back to heaven to live with him But until then you are dead and the dead know nothing So if the dead know nothing How can these soothsayers, how can these clairvoyants Witches, wizards, palm readers, stargazers How can they talk to the dead when the dead are dead They know nothing, they can't So if the dead know nothing Then who are these wizards And these palm readers talking to I'll tell you who they're talking to. Satan and his demon angels who are into deceiving you. Now how do you escape as we bring this to a close this morning? Well I want to tell you that Jesus and his angels are far stronger than Satan and his. Look at these great promises this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 24. O sovereign Lord, you have shown me your servant, your greatness and your strong hand. Oh, he's a mighty God, this God we serve. For what God or what demon or what angel is there in heaven or on earth who can do the deeds and the mighty works that you do? You can escape. All you've got to do is call on Jesus, call on God in prayer, it can be in your mind, he will hear you and he will rescue you. And if you're not sure about who's coming to you and visiting you in the night hours, if you're a witch or a wizard or a clairvoyant and you're not sure about who you're getting advice from, then I challenge you to ask the beings that you are in contact with. I challenge you. To ask the beings that you are in contact with to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. A simple thing. You get them to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. They can't do it, then you better cry out to Jesus Christ who is Lord to save you. Because these beings are very dangerous and if they can, they will take your life. They've done it before. Very, very dangerous to fool around with Satan and his angels. But listen to what the Bible says. Another tremendous text, Psalm 144 verse 2. He is my loving God and he is my fortress. You can claim that text. My stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples and demons and darkness under me. Praise God. You're being harassed by darkness, or if you've got yourself into darkness, then you need to start calling on the name of Jesus. I want to leave you with this tremendous last text. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 19. This is one for us living in 21st century Australia, living in the Western culture as we do. Isaiah 8.19 says, When men tell you to consult mediums and spiritists, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Why consult the dead? Why consult witches? Why consult wizards? Why consult 
palm readers and mediums and stargazers. Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Should not a people seek their God? Oh yes, there are two forces out there. Jesus is there and he wants to save you. And he is all that is good and pleasant and wonderful in life. But the devil is out there too. And he is extremely dangerous. And he will use the media. He will use movies. He will use television. He will use music. He will entertain us. He will use anything he can to suck us into his dangerous web of deceit. You see, both these beings want to have a relationship with you. Satan... So he can destroy you. And if he gets into your life, make no mistake, he will destroy you. But Jesus wants to have a relationship with you because he loves you. He wants to save you. And he wants to give you everything that is good and pleasant. Jesus is a wonderful saviour. And I want you to remember as we close now that Jesus is the powerful one. He is the ruler. He is the one in control. He is the strongest. And he does rule over this world. He rules over this universe. He rules over Satan and all his angels. And if you let him, he'll come into your heart and he'll gently rule over you and your life too. Oh, it's a peaceful It's a wonderful walk with Jesus. And this morning, I recommend to you Jesus and a walk with him. Talk with him. Seek him. He will be found and you will find peace and happiness for your troubled souls. Dear God, thank you for being with us this morning. And now as we close, we pray that you'll be with us, that you'll bless us. For those who are caught up in this darkness, I praise God. I pray, God, that you'll release them, that you will save them from the terrible danger that they're in. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing this prayer. We know you love us and we praise you for it in your name. Amen. I know for some of you today, this was a challenging subject. The Bible will do that to you. It will challenge you. It will confront you. Don't run from it. Let the Spirit of God convict you. And if you are caught in this darkness, cry to God. Cry out to Jesus. He will hear you. I can promise you from my own experience, He will save you. Next week, we're going to look at a very, very interesting subject. Same station, same time. Why do bad things... If God is in control of the universe, if God is in control of the devil, his angels, if God is in control of his own angels, if he's in control of this world, why do bad things happen to good people? I want to invite you back, same time, same channel, next week, to hear this fascinating subject. God bless you. Remember, Jesus loves you.